worship is before us. I invite us to share together responsibly in this call. Out of the darkness of grief and despair come a message of hope. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. We run to the tomb to see for ourselves, and it is true, Christ is risen. hear a voice, call our name, and we know our risen Lord is with us now and always. Christ is risen. Christ is risen Thanks, Thanks be to God. as we pray with our opening prayer before us. Lord Jesus Christ, stay with us too, we pray, in every part of our journey, no matter how full of doubt or fear we may be today. Through your Holy Spirit, we pray that you will open our eyes too. 
help us see you as our risen Lord in all your beauty and in all your loving power. Thank you for sharing in worship as we upload this service to the internet. And many thanks as well, though there are a few of us here. The efforts of many have gone into making this time of worship available. So thanks to all who have made this possible. And again, thank you for sharing in worship as it is offered by First United Methodist Church Martinsville.
prepare to share the gospel as it comes for up to us from the 24th chapter of Luke, verses 13 through 35. First we pray. Lord, help us to know. The story of resurrection, the Easter story, is a story without limits, without boundaries, without condition. It is a story living still, a story blessing us and making the presence of the risen Christ real to us. In the name of Christ we pray, amen. We hear the word of God. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him, and he said to them, What is this conversation which you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them named Cleopas answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since this happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and did not find his body, and they came back saying they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish men, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He appeared to be going further, but they constrained him, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished out of their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven gathered together, and those who were with them, who said, The Lord is risen indeed, and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, chances are you have gone to worship on Easter, finding any number of lilies, great or few, set within the place of worship. Such an experience is not uncommon on Easter. In fact, this is the expected practice in many churches. So it was with one particular church a few years ago 
the way this church practiced the placement on, of lilies on Easter was this way. The church determined that each Easter they would place in the sanctuary 100 lilies. Members of the church were invited to purchase a lily in memory of or in honor of a loved one. And the price set for each lily was $10. This was a practice to continue for many years, but a practice to meet a somewhat unfortunate ending. Because one Sunday after Easter services had concluded, two ladies lingered in the sanctuary. Preparing to leave, one of the women said, uh, pardon me, I, I want to get the lily I purchased and take it home with me. So she stepped toward the impressive bank of lilies, reached into it, grabbed a lily, and pulling it from the display, she announced in disbelief, it's plastic. Well, she and others in the congregation could not believe these lilies were not real. Their shock was only compounded when they discovered the artificial lilies were not unique to this Easter. They had been artificial for all these years. So, of course, meetings were called in an attempt to resolve the great lily conflict. The senior pastor of the church did his best to bring some kind of resolution. He said the idea of fake lilies had long ago been the idea of an associate pastor. Of course, it's not my idea. And the rationale was that of using the funds given for lilies to support the mission ministries of the church. So at the conclusion of Easter services each year, the lilies were gathered and placed in safe storage and retrieved again next Easter. Well, as this practice had been taking place for 17 years, someone, of course, grabbed his calculator, did the math, leading him to announce, that amounts to $17,000 for the St. Lilies. Well, the senior pastor again tries to put out the fire, ladies and gentlemen, he says to an upset crowd, Understand there's no intent to deceive anyone. We believed we could serve two worthy purposes, the worship of God on Easter and caring for those who have need. All the money you gave went to a worthwhile cause. No one was harmed. No one was deceived. These artificial lilies have served us much longer than real ones could. Finally, the pastor tried to reason with those upset by offering this question. Really? We would not want to waste Easter, would we? Well, Easter has come and gone. And now we may wonder. Is Easter wasted? From 19... 53 to 1957, there was on the CBS television network a production titled, You Are There. The production was hosted by the late Walter Cronkite, and it began in the late 1940s as a radio production before moving to television. Some of you may recall the idea behind You Are There was to take historical events and reproduce them with modern technology so as to create the experience, as the title suggests, of being there. 
an engaging show, a compelling premise of wanting us to experience history so alive that we feel as if we are there. Well, can such an experience take place with Easter? Can such an experience occur when the experience at hand is the resurrection of Jesus Christ? We ask this because in a very real way, we were not there. We speak of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus as having taken place over 2,000 years ago. We also know we are a long way removed from any event of 2,000 years ago. So while Walter Cronkite and the good people at CBS can access all manner of actors and technology so as to recreate an experience such as Alexander Graham Bell and the invention of the telephone and tell us you are there, we who wish to believe in Jesus are confronted with the reality that today we are removed by time and distance from the life and the death resurrection of Jesus. It may sadden us because each of us here wants all that the ministry of Jesus has to offer us. We want to know, especially now, that we are not alone, that there is one who is always with us. We want to know there is one who comforts us and assures us gives us peace, especially in these circumstances. We want to know we are forgiven. We want to know there is one who brings healing to all the brokenness of our lives. We want to know there is one who welcomes us unconditionally, makes a place for us, does not exclude us in any way. We want to know the presence of one who gives us new life each day and who gives us now the promise of life eternal. But we know we were not there. But someplace within ourselves we believe there is not any substitute for being there. You see, if we speak to a friend of some momentous event, we will treasure forever the ball game or the concert or the service of worship. We will say, you should have been there. So if someone with such passion speaks to us about the ministry of Jesus with such excitement as to say, you should have been there, we may nod our head and lament and say, but we weren't there. Your experience of having been there cannot be our experience. Well, that is the statement to which Luke responds by saying to us, that's not true. Each of you, Regardless of time or place, each of you experiences the ministry of Jesus. You experience his healing, his teaching, his preaching, his forgiveness, his presence, his suffering, his life, his death, his resurrection. You experience this just as real, just as powerfully as those who were there. There is no such thing as a disciple of Christ once removed. There is no such thing as a second-generation disciple. Because Luke says to us, you have the scriptures. Because Luke says to us, you have the Lord's table. 
in this word, at this table, you know the presence of Jesus as real as those who can tell you about his hair and voice and eyes and height and all those things that don't matter. Even now with word and with table, you have the experience of the risen Christ. You have the experience of what does matter. And with word and table, you are deprived nothing of the life of Jesus. You know, one of the curious things about this story from Luke 24 is that Luke tells us these two disciples were walking to a village named Emmaus. It's curious because this is the only mention of Emmaus in Scripture. Furthermore, while Luke tells us Emmaus was about seven miles from Jerusalem, there is some disagreement, if not confusion, regarding the exact location of Emmaus. During my trip to Israel with other clergy years ago, we visited Jerusalem and Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the Dead Sea, the Hill of the Beatitudes, Masada. We did not visit any place named Emmaus. Or maybe we did. Because during our time in Israel, we shared scripture. And we shared the body and blood of Christ at table. So could it be that we did in fact visit Emmaus? Maybe you and I visit Emmaus as well. Perhaps Emmaus is closer than we realize. Perhaps Emmaus is closer than we realize because Easter is closer than we realize. Remember the encounter of these travelers with Jesus. Beginning with Moses and the prophets, Jesus interprets his life and death as fulfillment of every word God has spoken. He says his life, death, and resurrection is what the word of God has been directing us to from the very beginning. He says the events of recent days, his suffering and death, were not accidents. It was all necessary. Now we're not told these disciples understood what Jesus said, but still they, they continue to travel together and they near the dwelling place of these disciples and Jesus appears to be traveling on without them. They say to Jesus, come inside with us. And he does so, and they sit at table, and Jesus takes bread, he blesses it, he breaks it, gives it to them. And then they know. Their eyes are open, they recognize him, he vanishes, and they remember, did not our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road? open to us the scriptures. And they know that was Jesus walking with us. He was with us in the word as it was shared, and he was with us as we broke this bread and shared it. And they know Easter is not over. They know the Jesus who's suffering and death is not an accident. But it fulfilled the saving purposes of God 
And this same Jesus is raised from the dead and is with them. They know the presence of Jesus. The word shared, they know the presence of Jesus in the bread broken. And brothers and sisters, so do we. And we come to know Easter is not over. We discover in the most real of ways Easter is never wasted. As long as the word is shared and as long as the bread is broken, the Easter message is proclaimed in the presence of the risen Lord say to us, that's not so. There is no uncertainty. There is no confusion about the place named Emmaus. Wherever the scriptures are shared, says Luke, wherever the bread is broken, that's Emmaus. There is the place we meet the living Christ. So brothers and sisters, welcome. Respond to the word as we pray. Sharing in the prayers of the people. Sharing responsibly in this time of prayer as I will offer a series of petitions, concluding each petition with the words, Lord, in your mercy, and inviting from you the response, hear our prayer. Inviting as well the naming of those concerns you would like to speak as we worship God together. Let us pray. that we had carried which seemed to be unfulfilled. We know loneliness, grief, but we hear your word and we know you drawing near to us, walking with us in our grief. We know that you will not let us go remind us that even in suffering and death, the saving purposes of God are fulfilled. Lord, may we know your presence, may we know our eyes to be open, and may we brought, be brought to recognize that you are in our midst even now. Help us to know your fulfillment of every word spoken by God and that every word offered by God is a word meant to save and heal, to bring us into your presence. So, Lord, may we know you now as the living and risen Christ. May we know that we find ourselves in Emmaus, for you are with us, and that nothing can separate us from your love. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. And hear us, Lord, as we pray for the people of this congregation 
Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. Lord, hear us as we pray for those who suffer and to those in trouble. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lyndon Dane Bowen and Joan Diana. Lord, in your mercy, hear our, hear our prayer. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for the concerns of this community. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. Lord, as we pray for your world, its peoples, and its leaders, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for your church, its leaders, its members, and its mission, Lord, in your mercy, hear our, hear our prayer. saints, so great a cloud of witnesses, whose witness endures, whose presence is known to us now, and who join their voices to ours, praying as Christ has taught us. Our Father, Our Father who, who art, art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our closing hymn, Blessed Assurance.
years and now and always we are Easter people, serving one who has conquered death, serving one who is with us now, going with us now and always from this place in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. 